The Better Together Next Gen Ministry Podcast is brought to you by the Aging Next Generation Leaders Conference taking place at Faith Assembly of God in Orlando, Florida on March 14th, 15th, and 16th. Inspiring moments, meaningful connection, and practical workshops. Register yourself and your ministry team today by visiting our website, nextgenconference.ag.org. Welcome to the Better Together Next Gen Ministry Podcast, a podcast of the National Office of the Assemblies of God. The Better Together Next Gen Ministry Podcast is an ongoing conversation designed to be a free-flowing exploration and relational journey where we get to know leaders and influencers in the Assemblies of God from the perspective of next-gen ministry, ministry to youth and children. We will be getting to know national, district, network, and local influencers, hearing about their journey and how we are finding new ways to not only disciple the next gen, but how to awaken leaders to cultivate their most valuable resource, which is young leaders. And today is probably uh, one of the most exciting ones. I expect this to be the, the, the most downloaded one because we have with us the General Superintendent of the Assemblies of God, the Reverend, the Right Reverend, Doug Clay. <laughs> hey, man, it's, it's great to be here. And, you know, you really got a studio voice. Well, I've, I've been told I have a face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So uh, so thank you so much for doing this. I, Like I said, I want this, you know, as you heard in the intro, we want this to be a conversation sure. and free-flowing. And, and a lot of people know this about me, but but I'm, I'm one of those that's kind of been watching you for a long time, Doug. Like, sorry. Well, I, well, <laughs> well first of all, when people say that, they say, you know, you were my district youth there. I said, right. oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't sue me. Please right, right, don't right. sue me. But uh. Well, there were a lot of us. My generation <laughs> of youth pastor, we were all students when you were DYD. Yeah. And of course, I wasn't in Ohio, but they had you doing stuff at national events. So we saw you on stage. I remember my first memory was seeing you in a, a St. Louis uh, hockey jersey, St. Louis Blues hockey jersey. With which, Mark McGrath. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And you guys were giving away prizes at St. Louis General Council. I would have been about 19 years old. You know, I want to pause right there because sure. that's when I was in the role you're doing. Yeah. And it, you know, when you talk about next gen, bottom line is making sure that a younger generation is handed off a workable church that mm-hmm. continues to be effective. So that particular year, uh, I was the Ohio DYD, and Brother Trask had this desire to do an outreach. So I looked to the youth department, so we're going to do this outreach, and I'll never forget... The concept was this, we'd do street ministry, we'd go out into local churches, but then we were going to bus people in that night. And I remember standing in the back, Mark McGrath was doing crowd pleasers, yeah, crowd, crowd yeah. breakers on the front, which was one of his giftings. So good at it. And I'm staring, and I'm watching buses full of pre-Christian students and, 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 and inner city I, kids. Inner yep. city kids. I and remember. I remember a couple of people walk by, I can't believe they're turning our PK <laughs> thing. And, and I just, I, I looked straight forward. I just didn't look pretty soon. I felt this warmth of a hand on my back, just rubbing yeah. and saying, you know, unless I get about 15% criticism to what I do, I'm not sure God's really in it. And I turned and I looked, there was Tommy Barnett wow. rubbing my back saying, thank you for doing this. There's a lot of kids that are going to get saved tonight. And, you know, that was a next gen experience for me. Here's a respected mega church pastor that's throwing his arm around me saying, hey, you know what? This is great. This is okay. It's so good. And the stories to me are where we find the next gen philosophy. Yeah. Because like that's that story tells more than a a purpose statement could. Well, and I also would say, uh, Josh, I was just looking while we were 
Next, Jen's very biblical. If yes. you go to Deuteronomy, impress on your children their hearts. You go to the Psalms. David said, Lord, don't forsake me when I'm old and gray till I declare your power to the next generation. So I think in spiritual leadership, um, conscientiousness to a next gen is a biblical mandate. It's a part of our calling. It totally is. And I, I, I want to ask you specifically, though, how you've done that, because I know my personal story, and people have heard me say this before, and if they haven't, you took me out for coffee when mm -hmm. I was about, I was probably a junior at Evangel. I wasn't a ministry major. I, I don't know why you, I don't know why you reached out to me. I think it was after chapel. Yep. We just started talking one day. Hey, let's go get coffee. And I was a know-it-all at that stage. And I'd already mm -hmm. decided, you know, I don't want to be a part of this tribe. And, you know, lots of reasons we come up with when we're 23 and we know everything. I probably yeah. wasn't even 23, actually. But um, you were so engaging and so affirming of, not of my opinions, but of my presence and my capacity to have a voice. And I've watched you do that over the years with other leaders to where you, there is, there is no shortage of young leaders who come and say, Doug Clay needs it? Yeah, I'm in. And mm. that was even before you have mm. the title you have now. So I guess my question is, yeah. what is it that, that leaders can be doing to, to, to strategically yeah. create space at the table for young leaders, even when those young leaders don't fit sort of our criteria of what it takes to be at the table. Sure. I think for me, it's three things. First of all, I'm the recipient. You know, I'm mm. the recipient of an older generation just taking me in. And uh, of course, my story is my dad died when I was nine, and the youth pastor that became the lead pastor didn't have children and just sort of took me under his wing, did life with me, played ball, took me on hospital visits. So, so... I'm the product, I'm the product of a lot of people's investment in my life who are older. And so I saw it modeled, I'm the recipient of that. Secondly, I think it's a mindset. And mm. I don't know if youth ministries helped me with this, my upbringing, whatever, but it's a mindset that says, I really can see you for who you can be, not just who you are. That's good. And. And I'm grateful, first of all, that God sees me for who I can be. He yeah. gave me the right to become a son of God. I, I haven't already, I haven't arrived, and right. never will. But I, um, I early on have this desire to be a dream releaser. I want to see people for who they can be and kind of speak to that. And hey, have you ever thought about leadership? You know, you've got some great giftings. Just that that spirit of affirmation. And then I think the third reason for me, it's a necessity. We will become institutional and dry up mm, if we don't do it. So you said it earlier that make space, you know, right. I'll make space. And then if you disgrace yourself or you embarrass yourself, that's on you. But at right. least I want to make space. And if I show respect for a young, gener uh, a young person to be at the table, I think they'll be all in. We've tried to model this at the national office. Every executive presbytery meeting, we have young leaders. They're not executive presbyters. They're generally 35 or under. And I just have them come in and be a part of the meeting. We'll dismiss if there's some sensitive issues, but they're engaging. They're talking. And when I meet afterwards, it's it, there's a warmth and there's a camaraderie that I have as a leader with some that I've never even met before, but they are referred to just because you created some space at the table. And um, I happen to believe 
that the next generation can outperform your expectations if you just give them the opportunity to. And so on the other side of that question would be from the perspective of the young leader. Sometimes a young leader gets to the table. I've been guilty of it myself. Yeah. And you kind of come with this agenda and it's like, and you, you kind of release it too quick and yeah. then it doesn't, it kind of falls on deaf ears. But, and that's just maybe one aspect of a young leader coming to the table. But what advice would you have for a young leader when they do get that seat at the table or they do get that five minutes with their superintendent, their lead pastor, a national leader? What, yeah. what, what is their posture that they take when they finally do kind of get that moment at the table? Yeah. You know, I want to give an introductory comment before I give two reflections on that. My introductory comment would be the older generation can do a better job of honoring the younger generation. I think the younger generation mm. honors my generation better than we do to them. Oh, so wow. I want to speak to my generation. Come on, let's do a better job. At the same time, I want to speak to your generation. Don't do false honoring. It's always, oh, hey, I want to honor you, you know, and then that's kind of a buzzword, but the actions don't back up what the expression is. So, but in regards to that, I would say this, number one, don't expect that that older generation is going to know all the cohort success stuff right off the bat. Don't expect that they're going to come in and ask five questions. They may make five statements right. <laughs> instead of five questions. So don't, don't create unfair expectations about time that's given. Secondly, the, to flip side of that, I would say to my generation, don't be shocked when you ask a question and the answer may not be the institutional answer you're looking for. Guard your facial expressions yeah. guard, and say, what's led you to think that way? Because I think as soon as you look shocked or become defensive, you're going to create um, you're just you're going to create a barrier that's there. But if you can you can say, wow, that's interesting. What led you to think that? You're going to open a door for some better dialogue. So so. It's twofold prong. It's your generation, Josh, not expecting that, man, I've got cohort mentoring down pat. It's right. my generation. Don't, don't get shocked or be offended by what you ask, number one. The second thing I would say is let the Holy Spirit give you a love for it. Mm, that's good. I, you know, and, and, and there's a biblical uh, verse that says that Romans chapter five, verse eight, it says uh, the Holy Spirit poured out into your heart will give you the ability to love. It's so so even if I don't have the capacity to love the next generation, that's OK. I can let the Holy Spirit right. help me to do that. And you get to a point where you fall in love. You're there. Um I look back at this year's worth of activity. Do you know that? And I love everything I've done, but probably one of the most meaningful things was at the cult camp yeah. and hanging out with students. And these were 16, 17 right. year old. Now, granted, I'm sort of back to the future. That's the, my roots where I came from. But I thoroughly enjoyed that. I was moved by that. And my age didn't keep me from really enjoying the moment. And that's what I mean. I think if you'll learn to fall in love with the next generation, um, you'll look for opportunities to want to bring them in and, and, uh, and, and to want to have chemistry and interpersonal relationship with. 
Well, I, that is so, so good. And I, I especially liked what you said about sincerity and honoring, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it has become a, a sort of a, a conventional narrative that yeah. we honor everybody in the room. And then you just kind of wonder, well, are the actions really following up with that? Right. Or are you just a good communicator? So with our last few minutes here, I, I do want to explore one other aspect of our conversation, which is uh, what does the other group possess that my group lacks. And so I would say that from a young leader perspective, even as I'm aging, Doug, I'm (laughs) noticing guys that are 10, 15 years younger than me, they've got more energy. They've got more creativity. They think outside the box in ways that I used to pride myself on thinking outside the box. I'm going, man, now they're thinking outside the box and I'm, I'm a little inside the box. And then I would look at the old, because that younger generation wants what the older generation yeah. has and the older generation, if they, if they're really honest, yeah. I think they want what that younger generation has in yeah. that, that energy, enthusiasm, creativity. And then I'll say this about the older generation, the younger generation wants what they have. They want the wisdom, the discernment, the experience, the, the authority. What are some other things? And I don't mean to put you on the spot no. with this moment. What are some other things that maybe come to mind as we talk about this, this idea of better together means that everybody has a genius that, yeah. that you need access to, and yeah. you have a genius that they need access to. Yeah. How can these two groups kind of look at each other and, and see value? Yeah, that's, that's so good. I would hope that I can help a generation to protect them from themselves. Mm. So to exercise um, personal restraint and that you don't always have to tweet your first emotion. That's good. Because once you throw it out there, you can't get it back. Very so practical. can I help you? At the same time, can I get some of that energy? Can I get some right. of that? Uh, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. That kind of reactionary. I don't want to be so calm let's that I miss the world with our. Let's change exactly, the world with our thumbs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I would say that's one right there. The, the other one would be in the area of work ethic. Mm-hmm. Uh, a younger generation prides themselves so much in outcome but they're not as concerned how they get to that outcome. My generation is a little concerned on how did you get to that outcome? Right. Did you follow process? Did you? Um, I think both have to flex. I think I've got to flex. If I want the outcome of a, of a, of a Gen Zer and his best productivity time is between three in the morning and six in the morning, then it's ludicrous for me to think he's got to be in his office at eight o'clock. Right. Yet at the same time, younger generation, if work ethic, just because I got great outcome from three to six, and then you blow off another six hours a day, uh, strike that balance. So I would say have really good carefrontation conversations about work ethic at work. So, so that work ethic isn't the thing that you trip over in getting along with each other. So good. That's good advice. Thank you for that. Well, I don't want to. I want to respect your yeah, time. No. But uh, so, if people want to get in touch with the general superintendent of the Assembly of God, how, sure. How, how do you want people to reach uh, you? Declay at ag.org. You know, come to me, general superintendent at ag.org. Either one. So it's fun. And thanks for what you do for this next generation. You, you know, again, I keep coming to the place that next gen isn't just a trendy ecclesiastical title. It's biblical. Impress on their hearts. Pass on the faith. Don't forsake me when I'm old and gray. So I feel like we're just living out some biblical mandates that as long as the church is still here, boy, we're setting it up for missional effectiveness. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much for your time. The Better Together Next Gen Ministry Podcast comes to you from the National Office of the Assemblies of God in Springfield, Missouri. If you would like to know more about the Assemblies of God Next Gen Ministries, visit our websites, kidmin.ag.org 
and youth.ag.org. You'll also find links that let you get to know our national team here in Springfield. The Assemblies of God is a voluntary cooperative fellowship of over 13,000 churches in the United States. The World Assemblies of God Fellowship includes over 360,000 churches, served by over 390,000 ministers in 256 countries, territories, and provinces.